Welcome to Divine Inspiration by Dantisha James. Today we are going to talk about the Armor of God, the Armor of God Session 1. Yes, the Armor of God Session 1. And so we're going to get into the Word of God. We're going to go into Ephesians chapter 6, and then we're going to read verse 10 through 12. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 12. And the Word of God says this, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And so as Christians, we are engaged in a spiritual conflict with evil. Let me say this again because it's so important. We fight against one another in the church and jealous and envy in the church. And our battle is not with the people that's in the church or outside of the church. Our battle is with one enemy and that is Satan. And we got to learn how to fight against the enemy. So as Christians, we are engaged in a spiritual conflict with evil. The spiritual conflict is described as a warfare of faith that continues until we enter the life to come. Satan is a masterful strategist who seeks our downfall by his um, various schemes. What are some of the devil's schemes? Division in the church, unbelief in the promises of God, discouragement, temptations to sin, compromises of conscience, unwillingness to forgive, getting our eyes off of Jesus, fear, accusation. We can take confidence in the fact that our victory has been secured by Jesus Christ himself through his death on the cross. Jesus waged a trumpet battle against Satan, disarmed the evil powers and authority, and redeemed the believers from Satan's power. And so the invisible battle we can't see naturally, but we win victory when we use Jesus Christ's name. Let me say it again because that's very important. The invisible battle we can't see naturally, but we win victory when we use Jesus Christ's name. So let's get back into the word of God. Let's go into Acts, Acts chapter um, 26, and then we're going to go down to verse um, 18. So Acts chapter 26, verse 18, and the word of God says this, to open their eyes and turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and place among them among those who were uh, who are sanctified by faith in me. And so Satan blinds the unsaved to the reality of their loss, imperishing condition, and to the truth of the gospel, only preaching. Um, Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit will open their understanding. Satan's spirit works will open. I mean, sorry, Satan's spirit's work will open their un. Sorry, let me read that sentence again. And Satan blinds the unsaved to the reality of their loss, imperishing condition, and to the truth of the gospel. Only preaching Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit will open their understanding. Satan's spirit works in all sinners, the children of disobedience. The gospel in the power of the spirit will rescue men and women from the power of Satan and bring them into the kingdom of God, that they may receive forgiveness of sin. And it comes through faith in Jesus Christ that is based upon his sacrificial death on the cross. That's why it's so important not to continue to boost about us, but preach the word of God. 
preach the gospel because that will give the understanding for unbelievers for those blindness of their eyes can be removed if they are filled with the Holy Spirit. So let's keep going on. The battle is unavoidable and the enemy is invisible. Let me say it again. The battle for, for Christians is unavoidable. We cannot keep on unavoiding the problems of the situations that we see naturally, that we deal with within ourselves, the battles inside of our mind. We got to learn how to fight against the enemy. Yes, the enemy is invisible, but we still can fight against him. Let's keep going on. So now do we um, now do we see why it's important for us to put on the armor of God and pray? At the present time, we are involved in a spiritual warfare that we wage by the power of the Holy Spirit against the sinful desires within ourselves, against the ungodly pleasures of the world and temptations of every sort and against Satan and his forces. We are called to be separated from the present world system. Hating is evil, resisting and overcome its temptations and sin. And how do we do that? We do that with the help of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us and by the grace of God. And God says in his word that we will face temptation, but he will make a way out of the temptation. He will make a way for us to escape as children of God. So did you know as a Christian soldier, we must wage war against all evil and not in our own power, but with the spiritual weapons, which it gives us in Ephesians chapter six, verse 10 through 18. And so do you know what hardships we endure as good soldiers of Christ? Suffer us. We suffer for the gospel, fight the good fight of faith, wage war, um, persecuted, Conquer, be victorious, and defend the gospel. Destroy the strongholds of Satan. That's what Christians are supposed to do. We are called Christians for the soldiers on this earth because that's what God sees us to be. We have to be equipped to be able to fight against the enemy. We got to be equipped to be able to fight against the temptations of the world. We got to be equipped to turn from our flesh and our own evil desires. It is a cause to be a Christian. And yes, we are a soldier in, in, of the Lord. Yes, we are a soldier of the Lord. And you are a soldier of the Lord. Let's keep going on. Let's go back into Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. And I want to bring this down to amplifying. So let's look at this. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, the word of God says this. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical omnipotence, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural places. And so Christians face a spiritual conflict with Satan in a host of evil spirits. The powers of darkness are the spiritual forces of evil who, in, who energizes the ungodly opposite the will of God and frequently attack the believers. Satan and his crew are organized into an empire of evil with rank and order. Let's go into Ephesians chapter two and let's reverse two. Chapter two, verse two. And it says this, in which you once walked, you were following the ways of this world, influenced by this present age in accordance with the prince of the power of the earth, Satan. The spirit who is now at work in the disobedient, the unbelieving who fights against the purpose of God. And so do you as a believer have empathy on ungodly people? 
A major reason why Christians should have compassion and mercy for those still living in sin. All who are without Christ are controlled by the prince of the power of the earth, which is Satan. Satan blinds their minds to the truth of God. They are enslaved to sin in the cravings of the sinful nature. Because of the spiritual condition of unregenerated people, they cannot understand or accept the truth apart from the grace of God. Christians must see everyone from biblical um, perspective. Those involving morality and pride are to be pitted because of the slavery to sin and Satan. Those who are without Christ are still responsible for their sins. God gives every human being a measure of light in grace by which to seek God and escape the bondage of sin by responding to Christ through faith. So let's get into this. Let's look at this. Satan is not God's pure or counterpart. Only our God is omnipresent. Only our God is omniscient. Only our God can work miracles. Only our God is internal. Because we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we are seated with him in the heavenly places. So let's look at this. Let's back it up. So let's go into Ephesians chapter one, and we're going to go down to verse three. And I'm still in Amplified Version, so that's why it's going to break it down a little bit more. But we're going to read this. It says this, Blessed and worthy of praise be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ. Let's go into, yeah, uh, down to verse 20. Down to verse 20. We're still in chapter 1 of Ephesians, but we're going to go down to verse 20. And the word of God says this, Which he produced in Christ... When he raised him from the dead and seated him his own at his own right hand in the heavenly places. So let's go into Ephesians chapter. And so those two verses I read, I read Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, which is our spiritual blessings. And then I read Ephesians chapter 1 verse 20, which is Christ is seated. Um, seated. And so let's read Ephesians chapter 2 verse 5 through 6. And then we're going to look at. We are seated with Christ Jesus. So I'm backing it up what I'm saying, not just standing after down teacher's own thoughts in her own mind. Let's look at what the word of God says, because the word of God is what sets us free. It's free, his truth, and his word is the truth, and it sets us free indeed. And so in, in Ephesians, I mean, in Ephesians chapter, sorry, I went into Philippians. So in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5 through 6, the word of God says this. Even when we are spiritually dead, and separated from him because of our sins. He made us spiritually alive together with Christ. For by his grace, his undeserved favor and mercy, you have been saved from God's judgment. And he raised us up together with him when we believe and seated us with him in the heavenly places because we are in Christ Jesus. Do you see that? We are seated in the heavenly places. So when we start believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, when we have our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, our spirit is in the heavenly places. So we can fight back against the enemy because we are in the heavenly places with who? With Christ Jesus, who has already won victory 2,000 years ago. That's why it's so important for us to know who we're fighting against and not against one another, not against flesh and blood, not against our neighbors, not against the people who, who get on our nerves or persecutors. No, 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 no. The fight is against one person, and that is Satan. 
So let's keep going on. And then in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 10, it gives us the ruler and authority over Satan. Let's look at this. Let's go into Ephesians chapter 5, verse 10. It gives us the ruler, rulers and authority over Satan. And this is what the word of God say. Trying to learn by experience what is pleasing to the Lord and letting your lifestyle be an example of what is most acceptable to him. Your behavior express gratitude to God for your salvation. Okay, so I'm sorry. It's not Ephesians chapter 5. It's Ephesians chapter 3. I'm like, okay, this is not lining up, Dantisha. Um, Ephesians chapter 3. I can't even read my handwriting, but let's go. We're going to get to it. So Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10, and it says this. So now through the church, the multifaceted um, wisdom of God in all its countless aspects might now be made known, revealing the mysteries to the angelic rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Who's in the heavenly places? We as children of God is in the heavenly places. Who can fight against the, the enemy? We can fight against the enemy because we are in the heavenly places. Yes, we are down here naturally, but our spirit is in the heavenly places so we can fight against Satan. And we do have the power and authority to trample over serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. Yes, God's children do. So let's keep going on. So the location is accessible. The location for us to fight is accessible. Your weapons are not physical. Our weapons is the armor of God to defeat Satan. And the victory is irrevocable. So let's go into Matthew, Matthew chapter 21. And we're going to go down to verse 13. Matthew chapter 21, verse 13. And the word of God says this. Jesus said to them, it is written in scriptures, my house should be called a house of prayer, but you making it robbers, robbers of den. We are divine warriors. We should, we should pray as a church to be able to have all scriptures, I mean, all spiritual resources. We should be praying to our heavenly father. He said his house should be a house of prayer. But we don't want to make it a robbers of den because we got to have the spiritual resources so we can be able to fight against one enemy. And he is very organized and very sneaky and deceived. So we got to learn how to fight against the enemy. So victory has already been won by Jesus Christ. And there is not only six pieces of the unto the armor of God, but seven prayers. If we refuse to pray, our armor isn't activated. As believers, it is one of our weapons to pray. We're supposed to pray in season and out of season. So yes, we need to put on the whole armor of God and we should pray too. All the time, we should pray to our Heavenly Father and help us fight against the afflictions that we deal with on this earth. Thank you so much for listening to Divine Inspiration. God bless you. Bye.